Good Saturday morning to everybody and welcome to your next chapter, a production of The Heights at Avery Heights, a -a one-of-a-kind senior living community centrally located near the most entertaining and historical spots in Connecticut. It is never too late to grow and enjoy new realms of the mind and heart. Your next chapter delves deep into topics that will improve the way that we think about aging, senior living, and the retirement years. It is time to celebrate our seniors and give them wholehearted encouragement to bravely step up to new experiences with optimism, with inner peace, and the courage to never give up on growing. We will discuss exciting opportunities, important resource for older adults, financial well-being, senior living communities, and emotional health. It's all hosted by the Heights Senior Living Specialist, Savan Seferelli, and I'm Gary Byron. Savan, good to see you. Good to see you. How are you this morning? Very good. How's your week? Very good. The week was awesome. You always have awesome weeks. I know. I'm, I'm so jealous. I have good weeks. Yes. I don't know about awesome weeks. We were, yeah, it's awesome. Maybe we, in the summer. That's because we're the best. A place for mom voted us the best senior living, um, uh, senior living community. Yeah. But that's not new. That's not surprising. But that's exciting. Either. Well, this that is That is exciting, thing. but it's not surprising. We just did a pizza party, actually. For our staff, because I don't make it the best, right? They made it the best. Well, it's, it, yeah. it, every spoke makes the wheel turn. Exactly. So everybody. Yeah. But it's exciting because our, um, come to find out, the guy, uh, George, who's our dining room manager, okay. he's like kind of like, you know, almost like the maitre d' or, and he does a really good job. He actually used to own a bunch of pizza places in Canada. So he made the pizza. Let me tell you, this pizza was awesome. I had like four or five pieces and so my goal is to, uh, during the summer, I want to get like a brick oven pizza maker and then I want to have him. Make- this pizza was. How do you get a brick oven? Either you have a brick. Apparently you could just order them on Amazon. Really? If you have one or not. Well, it's either you have one in your house or you don't. No, apparently you can order them and you can have them outside. Oh, outside. Okay. That, this pizza was that good. It was really. Oh, man. And then we served it uh, for, um, he now. made ex- he made additional and we served it for our, our appetizer for our happy hour that day. And they loved it. The residents loved it. Isn't it crazy the little hidden, it's not a hidden talent because he owned like 13, I think it was called Papa's Pizza in Canada. He owned 13 of them. So that's not really a hidden talent. No, hidden no. to us because we're in the United States. Well, but, they, have, they have brick oven pizza places here in Connecticut. I'm telling you, I'm like, I, I'm not going to mention the pizza. Pizza is so hard for me because I'm, even like sushi, like I'm a Chinese food, I'm a, like a particular person. And, and I have yet to find a pizza place Oh, come on. I'm telling Here you. Here in Connecticut, we're like known for great pizzas. I, You're kidding you, me. This pizza, I don't usually eat four or five pieces of pizza. But Thank you, Jimmy, for shaking your head. I wish we were on the live thing right now so you could see <laughs> the, support, right, so, the support that I'm getting. I Do you like the New York style no, see, or the not, Chicago oh, style? Oh, I think we were going to name places. Oh, oh I like uh, Thin Crust. Yeah, New York but, style. Like a good, yeah. Like a, yeah, me too. Like a good crust. Though. Yeah, I don't like because, Chicago style, like the real thick, deep, yeah, all doughy. But I hate, like he had that really good crust at the end. You know how you eat it, eat it, eat it, and then at the end you got that nice piece of crust that you can just, that's what I enjoy. That's a good pizza to me. I don't like a pizza where, like I don't like center pieces. Like I, I don't even understand center pieces of pizza. Okay, first of all, Why you're talking about there be? you're talking about Greek pizzas. Yeah, I don't like center pieces. Where they cut in squares. Exactly. Okay, the Italians cut it in triangles. That's what I like. Yeah. And I like a good crust at the end so I can... You're getting me hungry now. Yeah, like fried Good dough. Lord. It reminds me of fried dough. 
I love fried. That's like fair. I can't go to a fair and not get fried okay, dough. Okay, sad. Sadly, first time I tried fried dough was last year. What? At, at the July 4th. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It just didn't appeal to me. But th- that was all they had there. They had ice cream and I'm lactose intolerant and fried dough. And I was hungry and I was like, all right, I'll try fried dough. Now I'm like addicted to it. Sauce, sugar, or s- powdered sugar, or cinnamon, or what? It, you, any, anyway. Oh, my goodness. That's the first time you've ever. I know. I guess I can't make fun of her too much because there's a whole host of classic movies I've never seen. Right. <laughs> People are like, want to see the second Top Gun? I go, I never even saw the first. I'm like. Oh, no. I'm like. Oh. Oh, I've never. All right, we're like, done. I'm sorry, we're done. I'm sorry, Hal. <laughs> <laughs> never. No. Well, have you want Star another time? I, I it's saw over. the first Star Wars. It's over. I've never. I okay. Saw, All right. That's it. After that, I was like. I'm. In fact, I was seven. I remember seeing Star Wars in 77 at the theater. All right. But you've seen the Avenger movies. Uh, I took my. Oh, jeez. I think I took my son the last one. Okay. I only seen one. Whew. That's um Robert Downey Jr., right? Yes. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, I'm getting chastised. Holy you smokes. have you have homework to do. <laughs> hey, how can you not see Top Gun? All right, bring Holly in so I can talk about the volleyball scene. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> well, why don't you introduce your guest? <laughs> I know who she is. I know what she does. All I right. have a whole bunch of questions for her, but it's I'd love for you to introduce. I am her. so excited to introduce Holly Seymour. She's the program director for the Connecticut chapter of the American Parkinson's Disease Association, the Connecticut APDA. She is actually I had to I I, lo- I want to say that she's a former. Um, she worked at another um, uh, senior living community, so she's a former competitor. So I feel like we're Rocky and Apollo, you know what I mean? So, but now we're collaborating. Now we're friends. Well, I was going to say, we're didn't friends Apollo now. Creed and Rocky Balboa? Uh, he helped them. Exactly. Rocky, exactly. I did see this movie, and that's what's happening here. So I think Rocky Four was it? So I guess I'm like Three. Apollo, and she's Rocky because I'm helping her, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, I did it for you. I did it for you. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> and, and, we wish and you were here. Actually. So appropriate. Such an appropriate topic for yes. Parkinson's. So it's perfect. Yes. Yes. We'll call you Creed. Oh, Holly Creed. Nice. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I've been called many things in my life, so I'll take Creed. There and Saban go. Balboa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the eye of the tiger. And I'll be Mick. You can't win, Siobhan. <laughs> you can't win. Come on, Adrian. Adrian. I did it for you. <laughs> Yo, Adrian. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. Holly, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get too deep into the uh, questions in the weeds here a little bit. Well, uh, first, thank you for having me here. I'm just honored to represent the Connecticut chapter of the American Parkinson's Disease Association, um, and that's a mouthful, but yes. uh, I joined the chapter as a volunteer back in 2017 as a facilitator for support group in Glastonbury, where I was working in the senior living industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and Savon can talk about how we meet families along the way and, and they touch our heart. And I had met a caregiver who was advocating for his wife with Parkinson's and it, it awakened this passion for serving the Parkinson's community inside of me. So, um, you know, Later on, my career took me to Farmington, and I started another Parkinson support group in 2019, and I still host that support group each month. Um, we meet at the Farmington Senior Center uh, the second Friday of the month, okay. and, um, you know, it, it's a really great group that, that has folks with Parkinson's as well as their care partners. We've had some really fun topics um, with guest speakers on home care and VA benefits, all the way to medical cannabis program. Um, and we recently talked about how table tennis or ping pong is becoming a popular form of exercise. 
and social activity for the Parkinson's community. So I love ping pong. I, I love ping pong. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've never really played it. I always think of uh, um, Forrest Gump, you know, and, and him playing it in, the, in that uh, in that great movie. So yeah. um, I, I definitely want to see if we can get it going here in Connecticut and, and, and boost uh, that as a, another way to, you know, be active uh, sure. with Parkinson's. That is but, awesome. I'm in on that. We're yeah. meeting in a couple Jeez. weeks to talk about opportunities. I love ping pong. That sounds amazing. I'm not saying I'm yeah. good at it, but I like it. Gary might call the games. like, <laughs> And go. I could be the color voice. That's right. <laughs> That's it. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> the ping pong open. That's right. <laughs> Sponsored by... <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about the uh, the, the APDA Otherwise known as the uh, uh, the American Parkinson's Disease Association. Yeah, so here in Connecticut, we represent the local chapter, um, but the American Parkinson's Disease Association, or APDA, is the largest grassroots network uh, dedicated to fighting the Parkinson's disease and uh, works tirelessly to assist more than one million Americans um, with Parkinson's live life to the fullest. Um, we were founded in 1961, and we have raised and invested more than $226 million to provide um, outstanding patient services and educational programs. So um, I'm excited to elevate public awareness about the disease today with uh, you all on this program this morning. How many people are inflicted with it? Just out of curiosity, because um, it seems to be lately... Um, more prevalent now hmm. than I remember it even as a kid, gr- you know, growing up. Absolutely. So um, every six minutes, there's a new Parkinson's disease diagnosis. Oh, good and, Lord. And, and the prior data, we would say every nine minutes. But um, we've had to readjust that um, because there's 90,000 new diagnoses of Parkinson's each year nationally. Um, and there's approximately one million people living with Parkinson's um, today. So... Here in Connecticut, it accounts for 12,000 um, Connecticut or nutmeggers um, having Parkinson's. So, you know, I think that we can all start to see it more, whether it be environmental impacts. Um, there is um, some relation to Vietnam veterans with, with some of the things that they were exposed to yeah. in Vietnam. Um, you know, there's, there's, we're doing more studies to find out more. Um, we're pouring money into research to really get at the cause and then uh, lead us to the cure. Well, you're kind of <laughs> you're you're, you're kind of getting into my next question because I was going to ask you if there's if it's hereditary at all, where if someone's parent or grandparent um, or somewhere along their family line had Parkinson's, does that necessarily make you know that individual more susceptible uh, to that? Is there any link? Uh, in it being hereditary, there there is some familial hereditary connection um, to, and it, and it accounts for a small percentage. Um, again, not a doctor, so I wouldn't necessarily want to give those types of statistics. But um, I have met brothers um, who have Parkinson's and um, mother daughters and, and different things of that nature. Um, you know, but, but staying active, taking good care of yourself, um, you know, are great ways to hopefully combat, um, you well, know. Well, you say take care of yourself. I, I mean, are there preventative measures that one can take to it? Maybe at least lessen 
the possibility that they would be inflicted by it? I think that staying, staying active with a, a, a great exercise routine, eating healthy, um, anti-inflammatory diet are, are recommended. And let's see, I mean, I think that you should talk to your doctor and, mm. and you know, have regular contact with your doctor so that there are, if there are small um, signs in the beginning to, to get connected with that neurologist and movement disorder quickly because we often hear some people take one, three, even five years to get that diagnosis mm. despite the onset of symptoms. So, you know, Parkinson's, a lot of people think about it as, oh, that's the tremor, that's the shake, but part, that's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's the, the motor symptoms that come along with Parkinson's disease, and then there's the non-motor symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to raise awareness, um, and we do that, you know, through the, the educational programs, the support, um, the wellness programs we promote all here, you know, with APDA. So let's talk about those small signs that you had mentioned, because you're, you're, uh, you're right. I mean, I can imagine that you just go from zero to a hundred you know, overnight as far as, you know, uh, getting shakes, you know, and things like that, which is sadly, I mean, that's the thing that people most associate with Parkinson's when they start shaking. It's like, oh, they got Parkinson's, mm. but really there's, and I'm glad that you brought this up. There's got to be signs that lead to that you know, to that stage of Parkinson's, right? What should we be looking for in either our elder family members or even depending on who's listening to this, even ourselves? If someone's sitting on the fence going, I don't know, is this Parkinson's or, or is this nervous? Is this, what, what, what should people be looking for? So, I mean, there, tremors is one thing that people often look for. It could be just the, the tremor in, in a finger, in a, in their, in their foot. Um, it, it, it typically is on one side of the body, um, or, or on the other hand, you can have stiffness, rigidity, mm. um, slow movement, a shuffling gait. Um, I'm sure Siobhan and I working with seniors all the time, we, we see different gait patterns, the way people walk in the hallways at the senior communities. And, you know, sometimes whether is do they need some physical therapy? Maybe their physical therapist would pick up on something. So keeping keeping an eye on on how their their balance is. Um, do they have posture instability? Uh, so if you start to see those things, you definitely want to talk to your primary care physician um, or or get with a neurologist. There are they are obviously uh, trained to diagnose Parkinson's disease in in an early case. Um, and sometimes they can uh, refer you to a different type of scan that may see um, the the lack of a brain chemical called dopamine, um, which is really where uh, Parkinson's comes from. And there's no cure for this, right? Unfortunately, not. Um, we, we but it can be treated. It can be treated with, with medications to curb some yeah. of this. With and then also, curb, sorry, go ahead, Holly. Um, but, you know, activity and exercise are just as important as the medications that, that our Parkinson's patients take. So we, we really promote that as well. And I think that aren't there other um, interventions, too, like where you can have like a cochal, cochal implants, if I can say that word, and stuff like that? Isn't there other uh, things that can be done if, they're, if you're younger or if you catch it early? Yep. Um, we There actually uh, a, a colleague friend of mine recently um, had the um, deep brain stimulation or DBS yep. implanted, um, you know, and, it, and it's a pretty intense surgery where they 
kind of almost have a pacemaker in the chest wall and leads or electrodes that are um, placed in the brain. And it connects um, and has a pulse generator, um, and it can be programmed to help really control those uh, motor symptoms. Mm. So it, it, it's a really remarkable um, development, um, the deep brain stimulation. I've known people who've had it for 15 years, mm. um, and it makes such a, an impact on their mm. life. Yes. Um, however, it's often, it doesn't replace medication. It, it maybe will make your medication dosage not be so, um, maybe instead of taking three pills three times a day, you may be able to take one pill twice a day. So you work with your movement disorder specialist to figure out the right um, cocktail approach for you. You know, if you meet somebody with Parkinson's, they often want to compare notes as to what medications they're taking or what are you taking. It's really customized for each person. Um, You know, I say if you've met someone with Parkinson's, great, you've met one person with Parkinson's because it is so uh, specialized from person to person, what their experience is, much like snowflakes, much like dementia care. Um, you know, we, we see that the brain is so um, intricate and, you know, how it presents um, a neurological disease is different person to person. Mm. Folks, you are listening to Your Next Chapter, a production of The Heights at Avery Heights, a one-of-a-kind senior living community centrally located near the most entertaining and historical spots in Connecticut, along with Saban Seferelli, I'm Gary Byron. Our guest this morning is the program director for the Connecticut chapter of the American Parkinson's Disease Association, Holly Seymour. Holly, what are some of the services that you offer? Yeah, I mean, we offer some wonderful resources. Um, Program director, as the program director, uh, my phone number is posted on the website. Uh, If our community has a need to reach out directly with questions, need for resources and suggestions on available services in their area, um, and more. And APD also publishes over 40 different publications um, that they can download and print, regular webinars, um, and and it really helps those with Parkinson's, their care partners, um, friends, family, and and healthcare professionals understand Parkinson's care even more. And and we also offer exercise and wellness programs. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a great list of local exercise classes that are beneficial, such as boxing, tai chi, yoga, dancing, and, and as we mentioned earlier, ping pong. Um, and our website breaks it down uh, throughout the state um, by town, and you can figure out which program that interests you is closest to your home. We also offer virtual programs. Um, I must add that our Connecticut board member and physical therapist, Tom Atwood, post a virtual class on Tuesday afternoons called Big Time. Um, so those are great for the Parkinson's community to make the most of their movements, um, which often, as Parkinson's progresses, their movements become smaller. So it really pushes them to have bigger movements. And by exaggerating their movements, they become kind of an average size movement. So we also even offer a fitness training for fitness and health and wellness professionals, just so that that sector uh, can be more familiar with Parkinson's and how they can safely and effectively work with the Parkinson's community. I'm, I'm, I'm just amazed at the amount of work that you're able to do. Do you have partnerships at all? Yeah, I, I know we, you have, su- I know you offer support groups and, and you have, it sounds like you have a wealth of, of resources, but are you partnered with, with any other organizations? 
we we align ourselves with other Parkinson's uh, nonprofits to do research and and produce publications. So we really have to link arms with with our community partners to provide the support to to people. You know, we have 16 support groups mm-hmm. um, with another one starting in April. Okay. Um, so some of those support groups are hosted at local churches. Some of them are at senior living communities or community or senior centers. And we can't do what we do without the volunteers that volunteer their time and expertise to, to host those support groups. Because again, as the program director, I only host one support group, but we have a host of professionals throughout the state that are dedicated to helping the Parkinson's community, and we can't do it without them, you know, and, and it makes such a difference. Yeah, Holly, uh, tell us about your Yellow Dot program. Yeah, I would love to. Um, our Yellow Dot program is, is not a part an APDA-specific program. It's actually a national triad program where um, they promote that Seniors with a healthcare disorder such as Parkinson's or, or, or something else, um, might want to place that yellow sticker in their back, um, rear car window and it would alert the emergency p- personnel, police, EMT that the driver has important medical information that they need to look at, um, during that stop. So whether it be, um, hey, this person has a caregiver that you need to contact, or um, they have Parkinson's and these are their medications that they take. Because oftentimes, God forbid, they have to go to the hospital, they may miss a dose of their normally um, structured Parkinson's medications, and that can make a big impact on their symptoms and care needs. So we want them to know, um, you know, by, by taking a look at a, a simple card that is in their glove box along with their license and registration and insurance information, it's important that they know, um, you know, what, how they need to care for that person during that emergency stop. Um, I would love for you to take a a few minutes and talk about some upcoming events. When I say upcoming, I mean, they're both, they're, uh, you know, taking place, you know, this month in the month of April. Um, yeah. and, and in different areas of the state, which is really cool. So let's go in order. I believe you got an art show coming up. Tell us all about that and where, where it's going to be held. Yeah. So first I'll say that April is Parkinson's Awareness Month. So uh. that's just really a big focus as to why we, we jam pack April with a lot of great programs to bring awareness, uh, to Parkinson's. So this Parkinson's Artisan Show, um, is a, a community, a community grant from APDA is supporting this art show. Mm-hmm. It's showcasing Parkinson's artisans that reside locally. It's being held at the Friends Gallery at the South Windsor Public Library from April 1st to the 22nd. Uh, and, you know, it's so great. These artists are showing their resilience and creating beautiful art ranging from photography, painting, egg carving. It, it's going to be incredible. And I have to credit an APDA Young Onset Support Group member, uh, Jennifer Crowder, um, for planning and executing this art show. She is an artist. She has young onset Parkinson's disease. Um, and at 46, she is creating beautiful art and being such a testament to the optimism and resilience that, that comes with Parkinson's. So the Parkinson's Artisan Art Show, um, April 1st to the 22nd, it's already underway. South Windsor Public Library, 1550 Sullivan Avenue in South Windsor. Um, and people there, they can just, uh, do they need to make a, like a, 
Reservation. Reservation, yes. No, they okay. can just attend the art show. It's in uh, the upstairs art gallery, and there's a, a guest book to sign in. We'll have uh, fun facts uh, to educate the public about Parkinson's, so they can drop in any time during the uh, library's normal business hours. All right, you've got another event um, in, in another part of the state, right? Also yeah, coming Yeah, so, so we're going down to Fairfield now uh, <laughs> for our annual Parkinson's Symposium. On April 15th, uh, we're hosting an incredible day of educational presentations. We have Dr. Veronica Santini from Yale School of Medicine, mm -hmm. Dr. Duarte Machado from Hartford HealthCare, and Dr. Bernardo Rodriguez from UConn Health. Uh, so the three of them are each doing an hour-long presentation on special topics uh, related to Parkinson's. And then we have a panel event where the audience can ask the panel anything, you know. So it'll be a really great opportunity to ask those burning questions. We have a physician. We have caregivers. We have a facilitator from a support group all on that panel, Incredible. Um, per a person living with Parkinson's. And I think it's going to be a really great way to connect the community. And then, of course, we have great sponsors, APDA swag. Lunch is going to be served and it's being held at the Fairfield Woods Middle School Auditorium. There we go. Uh, That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. <laughs> the time and location. I know it's on Saturday, April 15th. Tax Day, my friends. Uh, what better way to get your mind off a of tax day than to head on over to the annual Parkinson's Symposium? But it's going to be in Fairfield. Uh, where? At Fairfield, is it middle school? Or are you Fairfield Woods Middle School. Right. And it's Registrate or check-in starts at 9 a.m., okay. and then the programs start at 10 a.m., and they go till 3 in the afternoon. So we're really excited. You can go to our website to register, and that's at apdaparkinson.org slash ct. And we're, we're taking registrations. We've had a great response to this event. In previous la Last year, we had an event in Hartford, so it's nice to be able to bring our symposium to a different part of the state. And that's our goal is to... Kind of change up locations so that sure. um, different people can, Holly, can attend. I, I, I'm sorry, I've got to wrap this up. I just want you to give your website one more time. Sure, it's www.apdaparkinson.org/pt. And if I may, we have a great optimism walk in May. So hopefully you'll check out our website. And we'll do that. Raising. Folks, you've been listening to the latest edition of Your Next Chapter, Senior Living with Savan Zeffirelli, the Heights Senior Living Specialist. Avery Heights is a beautiful senior living community nestled within 43 acres of nature, right in the heart of the junction between West Hartford, Newington, and Hartford. Those who live there have access to a full continuum of care, including independent and assisted living to memory care, and a whole lot more charming cottages with a true neighborhood feel. They're all available to rent adjacent to the main building where those who need more assistance reside. Please visit AveryHeights.org or call 860-953-1201. Again, that's 860-953-1201 to learn more about their own special brand of community unlike any other in Connecticut. I want to thank our guest, Holly Seymour, Program Director for the Connecticut Chapter of the Connecticut um, American Parkinson's Disease Association. For Savan Seferelli, I'm Gary Byron. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, have a good one, everybody. So long.